hey, welcome back to Stub Me Down. My name is JW, and I am here with my best friend Skinny, who, despite the massive success that we experienced with season one of Stub Me Down, has managed to remain the same with all of this newfound glory and success. Skinny, say hello to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm a little bit worried that we're sucking up my 15 minutes of fame. I think I have like 10 minutes left, so it would be good if you would kind of keep that on the DL. But yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to be back here, man. It's good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? I'm great, man. I am really happy to be here with you. We have not recorded in a few months now. We've recorded episode 10 in August. Hard to believe. But here we are. We've got 10 episodes out, our first season of Stub Me Down. We've gotten over 700 downloads on our 10 episodes, which is something that I never would have imagined when we began this journey. It's been a lot of fun to see those episodes pop up every week in Apple Podcasts and hear from some people that have listened to them that have enjoyed them. So it's definitely been a fun ride, despite everything else that's going on. Having that excitement of a, a new episode each week for 10 weeks was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, Wednesdays were like the best day of the week for me just to go back and listen to what we did and how we evolved over the course of those 10 episodes. I couldn't have been happier. And like everybody that's out there that gave us a chance and that, I mean, I'm so excited to keep doing this. And well, we're not getting paid, but <laughs> we hit pay dirt with it. I think, you know, I think we've done a great job, man. And kudos to you for for all that you've done, man. Well, I appreciate that. And I want to echo some of the thank yous. First and foremost, a huge stub me down thank you to all of the listeners. We obviously are doing this in a kind of a selfish sense. We're trying to relive these concerts. We can't go see any new concerts now, uh, aside from the Beacon Jams. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But this was an opportunity for us to spend some time talking about music that we've seen. And the fact that as many people have checked in on us, listened to all of the episodes or even just a couple, we owe a great deal of thanks to you and we hope you guys will continue. There were a lot of people that helped us get this thing up and running and actually posted to the internet. And Obviously, my wife and Christian's wife have been incredibly supportive. There's been a lot of hours we've spent listening and editing and producing and doing all of that stuff. So their patience and understanding and feedback has been awesome. So thank you to both Megan and Amy. And I also want to thank my buddy 28 Rebounds, who has his own podcast, called Fees Cavern. Check it out if you get the opportunity. But 28 was instrumental in the last steps of getting Stub Me Down out there and available for consumption. And he walked me through some of the technical aspects, podcast hosting sites, and a whole bunch of stuff that I was completely clueless about. So we owe a big debt of gratitude to 28 Rebounds. If you get the opportunity, check out Fees Cavern. He provides a lot of great insight on some lesser known fish shows. Just an all around great guy. Lives down in New Orleans, and uh, one of the one of the nicest guys I've met in the process of 
going on tour, seeing fish. And um, so we're grateful. Thanks, 28. I think I've met 28 rebounds a bunch of times. I think the last time I saw him may have been Dick's in 2017. I'm not really sure. He is a great guy. And thank you for, you know, helping us out on that journey. But also, you know, to throw the ball your way, you, you've, you've really done an awesome job with this too. And listeners as well, like giving us a chance is a real big thing. So I know I've, I'm going to start repeating myself if I keep going on here. So take it away. <laughs> take it away from me. 28 is also a fellow setbook nerd. And the shows that we've been to together, we compare notes and set bookkeeping styles. So uh, yeah, he's he's a great guy. And I think you're right. I think it was Dix was the last show that we were at with him, uh, 2017, I believe. We took a look at an article in Relics, an interview that Trey did where he talked about doing live streaming. And one of the reasons that he had been hesitant to do it up to that point was the fact that he feeds off the crowd and the energy provided from the people there help to dictate the way the show goes. We talked about that a little bit and agreed with Trey that, hey, going to a concert is going to a concert. I believe those were my exact words. However, in light of the Beacon Jams, which was not announced until after we finished recording the first season, Trey has been playing on Friday nights for the last six weeks. And Skinny, I got to tell you, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Trey is raising money for the Divided Sky Fund, which is a treatment center, a, a drug rehabilitation treatment center. And it's been incredible. The music, the arrangements. I am so glad that we were wrong in our commentary and that Trey decided to do this. Now, I do think it's still a little bit weird and I'm sure when they finish playing a jam and it's completely silent in the theater, that's got to be a weird feeling for the players on stage. But I think I can speak for the entire community when I say, man, we are grateful that Trey has been doing these shows for us on Fridays the last six weeks. Plus the fact, too, they're killing it. It's not like they're doing these piss poor or half-assed versions of cab tunes or I didn't really want to hear that everything they're playing even some of the stuff that I might not know as well especially some of the new stuff that he's done I, they're just flat out killing it I, I've been listening myself to the live version of when they did Ghost of the Forest in long lines like I, I cannot get that song out of my head and it's so well done and everything is orchestrated perfectly from the strings to the backup singers to who they've had several now, uh, Ciro and his whole getup and just everything has been, I'll say absurd because it's absurd. The fact that he said he wasn't going to do it. And then the way that they're pulling this off is absurd. And then that silence that you talked about, that's absurd as well, because at home, I'm just like, that's so fantastic. God, that was good. I'm like, I look forward to Fridays. So I'm going to be so sad after next Friday. I'm really, I mean, this has been, I wish they could just keep doing it up until Christmas, but you know, everybody can't work all the time. And one of the components that I have loved about the Beacon Jams is he's mixed it up from night one to night six. There have been Trey Anastasio band tunes. There have been fish 
tunes. He's been playing Ghost of the Forest tunes. He's been playing a lot of songs off of Lonely Trip, the album that he released a couple of months ago. He's really brought everything to the table. And he's got the Rescue Squad strings, which have been some of the arrangements. You enjoy myself. Last night, Harry Hood. I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous arrangements. The Petrichor last night. I know Petrichor is not a fan favorite, but I would listen to that version of Petrichor over and over again. Last night, them bringing in the horns. Last night being the November 20th show, just for some context there. Oh, we said we weren't going to say context. Oh, man, you lose whatever bet I wanted to make. <laughs> the horns that they brought in last night, there was a sweet, sexy saxophone song during Olivia, Valentine. I, I mean, it was just really cool. Death Don't Hurt Very Long, they played it, that Kazabat Vox tune last night. For my money, last night was probably the show that has the greatest re-listenability, something that we love to talk about here on Stub Me Down. I've been, I was listening to this show earlier today, and I basically had to listen to each song twice before I could move on to the next song just because of how awesome it was. Some of my highlights, obviously, Sand, they played Sand the first night, so I went home very happy, or I guess stayed home very happy on the first night. <laughs> The Silver Light, You Enjoy Myself Tube, Snowflakes in the Sand. I, I mean, the push until the day that ended the show. I mean, I was dancing around my living room like I was standing on the lawn at Merriweather, man. And it felt good. And the music has been really much better than I could have ever expected. Last night, I got to watch with my wife and also my mother, who is recovering from a severe heart attack that she had in September. So to have her there for that and, you know, explaining what's going on in the show and have my mom next to me while that was happening was, I really love that too. I thought the Alive Again was something that really hit home for me. The Camel Walk to Open was crazy. Every show has been fire. I'm always thinking to myself every Friday, it can't get any better than this. And I'm wondering, <laughs> and I've already made a bet, 50 bucks, I think is the bet. Next Friday, the boys are going to come out. It would be so great, but it wouldn't be bad if they didn't either. But who knows? I mean, best secrets are untold. So we'll see what happens. And if you think about it, Trey has brought out all of Trey Anastasio band, classic tab with the horns last night. He's brought out all of Ghosts of the Forest, including John Fishman on drums. So the only projects that he's a part of that he has not had at the Beacon Jams are Fish and Oysterhead. Who knows what he's got left for us. I won't get my hopes up that the other three members of Fish will join him as cool as that would be, and that way... I'll be pleasantly surprised if it happens. Oh, man. Negative Nancy over here. Just, <laughs> you should just be on my side for this one. You know you want it to happen. Just will it, and it'll happen. You know what I mean? I do. The power of positive energy, right? Yeah, exactly. I've thought everything that they've done up until this point has been wonderful. So I, I can't say enough about what has been happening every Friday for the past seven weeks. It's been amazing. The cause is something that is very close to Trey's heart being somebody that's in recovery. The 
community that we are all a part of. I'm sure that every single person that's listening to this has lost somebody or knows somebody that has lost somebody as a result of addiction. So the cause, the amount of money that they're raising, uh, Megan and I have made a couple of donations over the last few weeks. I made a donation in Stubby Down's name yesterday. And you and I, Skinny, we both have been personally affected. Obviously, we've lost more friends than I care to remember. One too many. Way too many. And so there is that feeling about the importance of what Trey is doing and tying that back to the music and how music really helps people through a lot of difficult times as it has both of us. So really a, a cool thing. And we will be very excited for next Friday, but it will be uh, you know a little bit bittersweet since we know that'll be the last, the last one for the time being. Trey also has this great way of doing things with a sense of humor. And even on a serious subject like this, he's brought in so many anecdotes. The one that he did last night about falling through the stage you know, and explaining why that happened, who the guy that was working for him, the mixed monitor guy and how he had a problem and not to offend anybody, but, you know, everybody has those issues. And I think it's great and graceful of him to be able to tell those stories and say, you know, everything's going to be all right, especially for those that are, are suffering from addiction or have that in their family. Yeah, exactly. And hey, quick shout out to Heather McDougal. If you're out there, listening to Stub Me Down. Yeah, right. Thank you for your very important work in trying to help us all through this crisis. That was pretty cool. I would love if Trey made a JW song, but unfortunately, I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Heather McDougal has kind of cornered the market, which is totally fine. That was awesome. It was so funny. I tweeted something about Heather McDougal and I don't know if it was because maybe I had had one or two more beers than I needed at that point, but I spelled McDougal like M-C-D-O-O-G-L-E instead of the traditional and correct spelling. That's Scottish or Irish or something? Is that? I think it's Irish. Maybe Scottish. 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 <laughs> no worries. So we are here on Stub Me Down. This is a special episode that we are recording. We're going to have a season two, but we wanted to spend some time talking about something a little bit more specific. Today, we are going to kind of do a mini stub down, and we're both going to stub each other down. It will not be a whole show. Skinny and I have each selected one tune that we're going to talk about that we were at respectively. And we are going to talk a little bit about why that particular tune hits for us, what the jam is about, some of the details. We're going to discuss a song that each of us selected. We're not ranking anything. We just kind of wanted to be a little bit, you said it before, we want to be a little bit more specific about a piece of music as opposed to an entire show and kind of have a conversation and riff off that. I'm going to go ahead and, and get us started. So, Skinny, are you ready for me to stub you down, but just a little bit? Yeah, I'm ready. Spoiler alert, both of these songs are fish tunes. The song that I have selected for... Our special episode here of Stub Me Down is Runaway Jim 
from July 18th, 1999. Skinny, this was at Oswego, the summer festival in 1999. My first fish festival experience. It was incredible. And the Runaway Gym that they played that Sunday was the second set opener. They played three sets that day. They did a, you know, a day set and then uh, your standard two-set evening show. And they opened the second set with this Runaway Gym that to this day is one of my absolute favorite versions of Runaway Gym that I was at or not. This was my sixth fish show so i was still pretty new to the scene i had been on tour for five shows previously this summer we did pnc we did merryweather and then we did obviously the first night of oswego there were some other highlights that i don't want to necessarily get too too into because we could potentially pull this show for a full episode but the runaway gym I mean, it was so good. Fish ended up releasing this on the volume five of the Live Fish series. So, clock's in at about 24 minutes. You know that it's going to be a monster jam from about four minutes. The four minute mark, this thing is just already taking off into some different areas. Trey gets into some super bad teases, James Brown, and the groove that they get going just blows your mind. And I can listen to this jam. I, I mean, I know it practically note by note because I've listened to it a, a, just a ton of times. I'm sure that you noticed, since you are a Fishman connoisseur, he was absolutely beast-like. Right around the six and a half minute mark, he just is absolutely destroying. And he's got Gordo right there with him. And the, the two of them are really driving this jam while Trey and Paige kind of sit back a little bit. And then right around the 10 minute mark, Trey just gets this groove going into overdrive. What were your thoughts on checking this out when we decided we were gonna we were gonna do this? It's funny, I'd never listened to it before. I'd never heard it before. You were like, this is the one I'm gonna choose. So the greatest part is you listen to the whole thing once. And I loved the jam. I was on the way to work listening to it this past week. The jam was just amazing. So and then I went back and I hit different parts of the jam. And I feel like it had like these three build-ups, but the, the two that I thought were really great were probably around the same times that you're mentioning. Cause I, I made note, I'm not a big note taker. <laughs> I just listen and I'm like, yeah, that part was good. But around that seven to 10, they do this amazing disco-y jam and then comes that super bad tease. And then it just gets so mean around the 12 minute mark. And when I say mean, I mean like a kid that takes your lunch money. It's really, really good. I love the mic parts of that. And obviously Fishman holds it down strong, but Trey does like loop into that jam himself after letting it kind of flow for about a minute or two and then loops into the jam. It's just mean, it is a sucker punch to the face. And I, I couldn't be happier to listen to that jam at least four or five more times it was good to like kind of be in the car and thump that thing because it is so good. And 
Last thing I'll say to you, I am not a Runaway Jim fan. Sorry, everybody. It's just not one of my faves. But this one definitely turned me, I guess, from the dark side. You never listened to that one, man. <laughs> so, yes, now I have, and I'm, I'm very happy to have listened to it. it it's great. Amazing. I, I was a great pick. Maybe it turned you to the dark side. I, know, I can't figure that out. <laughs> this, if I need something to, you know, kind of get myself pumped, it's a great jam to run to. I know that you're not necessarily a jogger, but there have been, no offense. I choose not to run. <laughs> Duncan. What was that guy's name? Dun- Duncan Meyer? Yeah, it was, it was Duncan. Duncan Meyer. I choose not to run. All right. <laughs> Sorry, we derailed. Of course. The funky groove that's in at about the 1340 mark, the whole band kind of slows down, and Trey kind of picks up this very quiet solo where he's just playing some really delicate notes and then Paige kind of comes in with like an offbeat filler in in the background and they really rebuild this funky groove that hits right in that funk part of your brain and they carry that and it goes in a bunch of different directions, which I like. And one of the things, and I think we'll see this when we talk about the song that you have, is the patience of Fish in 99 and 2000. And the way that they sat back and let things develop. The Piper that was uh, at Us We Go was very much like that as well. A lot of great pipers in 99-2000. Um, we saw a great piper in Hershey. That was, again, it was a very patient type of jam. Very much the same here. They let the jam kind of come to them a little bit, which is one of the things that I really dig about this. And each member of the band at different points has just an absolutely stellar shining point. Love this jam. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll just walk it off with, if you haven't checked this one out, check it out that's what i love about this conversation all the time is you picking that song makes me listen to it i have my highlights even from the last 20 years that i'll go back to and it kind of stymies me from checking out other versions of other songs from other shows that happened with the grateful dead too oh i saw that so i'm only going to listen to that i'm I'm very like one avenue type of guy sorry ladies uh I don't even know what that means. I just wanted to say that. And so it's really hard for me to get off my own expressway, as it were, and and listen to something different. But I'm just so pleased that uh, we did this because I got to hear that version and several times. And I can't actually wait. told Amy about it. I was like, you got to you got to listen to this version if you haven't. It's sick. Well, I think what you're describing there and what we end up maybe listening to more of is it's really just a recency bias, right? We've got these beacon jams that we've seen every one, but they're taking up a lot of my re-listen time from Friday to Friday. Same with maybe more recent fish shows that we've been to, or and that's one of the reasons that I have been thrilled with what we're doing here, because as we talked about in those episodes, there were some shows there that I had not listened to in quite a while, and they were very, very good to be able to go back, check some of those things out, it's been one of my favorite parts of Stub Me Down up to this point. So being able to kind of pull out one song from one show that had an impact, pretty cool. 
as I've listened to this Runaway Jim on as many times as I have, I try to go back to that time period and I have some fuzzy memories, but there are a few things that I remember specifically. One of them was during this jam. So we were sitting on like this hillside to the right of the stage. So if you're looking at the stage, there was kind of like a rise, not quite a hill, maybe a mound. Ugh, I'll say it, it's a hill. But we were, we were there and we had a nice spot and great sound and a great sight line. The one thing I remember, there was a dude that was standing 25 feet down below, kind of in front of us. And he had a sign that said, free dank hugs. And he was probably like the best dancer I've ever, like mesmerizing dancer as we're standing, listening to this runaway gym, like the energy from the music you could feel in other people around you. And I just remember that feeling of, man, everybody around us was getting down. But this guy, man, he knew what he was doing and he had some moves and what a great version of Runaway Jim. And in all honesty, I think maybe one that people aren't that familiar with. I could be wrong, but I don't know how many people, if you're like, oh, the Oswego Jim, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's a sick version. You know what I mean? So that was one of the other reasons why I chose this one as well. Well, that's cool because, I mean, some people do have those sick versions and that's, you know, that's what the show is all about, really, is trying to find kind of that stuff. And I'm starting to get hip to that jive. I like saying that now because I stole it. You do have an affinity for using that phrase. Oh, here we go. Man, I do. (laughs) So, hey, man, can I tell you what I picked? Well, you already know, so that kind of leaves that out of it. But can we talk about it? Yes, absolutely. Stub me down on your mini stub here. So I picked uh, 7-30-2003 from Camden, the E-Center, which it used to be called. What's it called now? Who knows? Some bank bought it. Wait a sec. I thought you were doing the mics from 628. No, no, no. I I changed it. You didn't tell me that. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, let's do the mics. I can do the mics. I didn't listen to the 7.30. I, I mean, I've listened to it recently. Oh, you didn't? I listened to it for your paper or whatever, but... Oh, controversy. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I don't think you ever told me you were doing the Yem. I thought you told me you were doing the mic 628. I've been listening to that since like Tuesday. And I don't have any texts to prove that I said I picked 7.30. So we'll do the 628-2000. That's fine. I, I, we've created controversy. It's probably going to create a minor buzz. <laughs> so 628-2000, which is my first show. Now that's from Homedale, which, what was it called? I don't even know. Origin, back when I was seeing shows there, when I was in high school, it was the Garden State Arts Center. The court Once the corporate takeovers started happening kind of at the end of the 90s, it became the PNC Bank Arts Center. I just call it home though. So anyway, uh, we can definitely talk about that because for me, we talk about re-listenability. So the mics is something I didn't remember very much because my first show was a little hazy. I mean, when you're going into it, I can go back to, God, we went to that arena and me, I had no idea what I was gonna see. So we, we've talked about this. The way that I listen to that is I can listen to that pretty much every day. A lot of times I listen to that leaving work. Right after the initial, lyrics of mics they take this jam on like a really deep 
driving baseline and they hook onto that for a while in there. Now it's not what we've said is like a type two jam where it just goes into all these different places. It doesn't, it stays with that same jam and then it has a stop start, which is at the very end and the whole crowd erupts because it's a really monster short mic song. I mean, maybe like, what's the total time on that, Josh? 12? It's about 12 minutes. So 12 minute, that's nothing you would write home about, but the jam in it was really good from the initial end of the lyrics to the end of it. And then they stopped the crowd on any type of odd version. Listen to that crowd just erupts into a mad wild, you know, just a, a scene. They pick it right back up where they were in the jam. So we talked about stop start jams last season. And now to remember while wow, they did that, and so I listen to it all the time. And I'll tell you why I listen to it all the time. It sounds really good in my car. <laughs> that's, that's all I got to tell you. I mean, it's not like the best version of Mike's. It happens to be for my first show. And I think it was like, ah, let me listen to my first show. And this was probably maybe about a year ago. There's also like an Albuquerque in the middle of there. Uh, there's, there's some really cool stuff. You know, I didn't know what I was seeing. And then to go back and then find that little nugget, that little gem, I mean, that's kind of like golf. You know, you hit that one shot, you keep going back, you hope you remember it, or you know, you hope you remember how you hit that shot. And so I just have this kind of maybe repetitive nature in me, obviously by some of the vocabulary words that I use. I like listening to that version. It drives home, it's pretty quick, it's 12 minutes, and it leaves me room to listen to other stuff, whether it be new or the same old stuff that I've been listening to. So I really like that version. I, and it's very simplistic, it's not anything that, I can really necessarily dive off the top diving board into, I, I can't. I know that there's a stop start. I know that the drive, it's thumps. It sounds like a rap song outside of my car. If I like have it turned up. So it's crazy. I, I really like that version. That's as good a reason to listen to anything as there ever was. It sounds good in my car. Trust me, there are songs that I put on because they sound great in my car. I listen to this driving around. This mics is pretty dirty. The thing that I like about it, it is not of any great length, right? It's not, you know, 12 minutes is not long by any standard. In that 12 minutes, they, again, this patience idea, like they start, but there is a build from two and a half minutes, three minutes in, Trey is just starting to rip. Gordo has the groove going. It's a little bit on the darker side. And this just slow, gradual buildup. And, and you get to that fever pitch. And then at nine minutes, 9.30, I guess about, they stop the jam. And the stop is almost a minute. I'm like watching them. It's like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. It's almost a minute. And then they drop right back into it and peak it like right at about 11 minutes, play that peak for a little bit. And then the end of the gym, they just stop it cold and play Albuquerque. So really a very fun version. And I like those gritty versions of mics that are you know, your, your, your dancing is very kind of head bobbish and shoulder. I mean, that's kind of how I dance anyway, but you know, you can really get into kind of like a, almost a headbanger type of dance with this version of mics. And it's, it's a little bit raw. It's a little bit edgy. There's a buildup to that stop start jam that 
yeah, this is a strong version. This whole show, I hope we pull this show on a future episode. The second set here, I mean, there's some real gems in there. They open with disease, there was a hood, jabu. I don't want to go over the whole set, but there was a bust out in the first set with If I Could, really great Piper in the first set. So there a lot of great music from this show overall, but this mic was definitely a highlight of the whole show, but specifically this second set, which had some bangers in there. Yeah, I really wish that I had the visuals for what was going on on stage while everybody was whipped up. On those audience recordings, like when they stopped that jam and everybody's... It's like, I wish I could go back to see the crowd's reaction to that again. To my ear, I was there. I do kind of remember that. And the jam was so good for them to come back to it. That's definitely another reason why I got hooked uh, into the band, I think, uh, was from probably that mics and just how the crowd uh, reacted to it. We already, as you mentioned, talked about your second fish show in episode three of Stub Me Down, Garden State of Mind, which was also a very, very good show. I mean, these, these were a pair of just pretty dope fish shows that summer. Relistenability, both shows, off the charts in my opinion. I would love some soundboards of this, you know? Yeah, me too. There aren't, I mean, I can do without it for now, but I'd love to get my hands on some. YouTube has some pretty good sound, and, and I've been listening to a lot of the Beacon Jams in my car, too, and I just I crank the shit out of them, dude. I'm really in need for some live music, I think, kind of. This is why we did this, too, just to talk about not only the Beacon Jams, but what we love about uh, listening to live music. So, as always, it's just a treat to talk about it, that's for sure. Well, the last concert that we were at was Fish at Madison Square Garden. December 31st, 2019. We had, gosh, however many fish shows we had on tap. We had uh, Trey with the National Symphony Orchestra. My wife, there was a Trey band show that was going to be in Baltimore. There were, I don't know, probably 15 shows that we had to basically deal with postponement. And hopefully we'll get those shows in 2021. But who knows? I'm hopeful. I hope that our fam, our, our little crew can get to at least like in Atlantic City because it's so late in the summer and, and hopefully everything gets figured out by then. You know, it's so selfish to think about with all that going on and right now in our country. So I know it sounds selfish, but I, I, I really miss it. You know, the funny thing is that while it's the good time, you know, there is something... I don't know if you want to call it spiritual. I'm sure for some people it is. But there's a comfort in music. There's a happiness. There's a way to get lost. We've talked about that previously. The absence of that and something, you know, we're talking about going to 20 shows of live music over the course of a year in you know, when you encompass every band that you see live, whether it's a big concert like going to see Fish or the dude with guitar that's playing at the local bar on a Friday, not having that is hard for people like us. And if people look at that and think that that's a selfish attitude, well, you know, I'm sorry, but 
as people are upset about not being able to go and do, you know, the things that give them comfort and solace, that's the same for us with music and the absence of it, you know, this basically entire year. The, I really, the last live music I saw was when uh, me and my brother John took our oldest brother Skip down to Nashville in January to celebrate his 50th birthday. And, you know, we kind of popped in and out of a bunch of bars in downtown Nashville that were playing, you know, country music and stuff like that. That was it. And that was in January, man. Yeah, the Beacon Jams are great and fun and definitely needed, but I want to be standing next to you while we're listening to a show. I want to hear the crowd applause. I want to hang out in the lot and meet new friends and hand out stickers for our podcast, which, by the way, Skinny, a little surprise for you. In my travels in social media, I have come across some really amazing people. Of course, the fish community and the music community is cool all around. But one of the Twitter follows that the Stub Me Down, um, if you're not following us on social media, you can check us out at stub underscore me underscore down on both Twitter and Instagram. But one of the follows on Twitter is this account called The Lot by Primal Soup. And I reached out. There are a bunch of entrepreneurs and small business merchants that all operate in this group called The Lot. So I reached out to him and said, hey, I want to get some stickers made up for our podcast. And he connected me with a lovely woman named B, who is currently working on Stub Me Down stickers and will hopefully be helping us out with maybe even a t-shirt design, Skinny. So that's really good news. But hopefully by the time we get back on on a real lot, we'll have some stickers that we can hand out to people advertising what we're doing here. And uh, maybe we'll generate a little buzz. Yeah, there you go. Nothing says you're serious like a sticker. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding you. So that's awesome. Slap it on your cooler, man. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't wait to see that. I hope I'm being consulted about some sort of t-shirt design. I'm not quite sure that the sticker logo will translate to a t-shirt, but we'll see how it all works out. But uh, very cool. I love the fact that we're going to hopefully be able to keep our business for things like this within the community. That hopefully will will help us too and maybe get a few more people checking out Stub Me Down. Skinny, you got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up this special episode of Stub Me Down, my friend? No, thanks for listening. I'm completely pleased. I'm really happy. And, you know, this being Thanksgiving week, happy Thanksgiving. I know it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but listen, hang in there and uh, we'll keep bringing you analysis and laughs and talking about shows. If you want to check out our shows that we talk about, please go back and listen to episode one. I think that'd be a great start. Uh, just thankful, man. A lot of gratitude, brother. So it's great to talk to you again. It's great to talk to you, and you can find Stummy Down wherever you find your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Play. I don't know. I think it's Google Play, right? Whatever it is. I don't know, man. Something. All you need to do, and you can also find us at stubmedown.podbean.com. You can just simply enter in a Google search, Stummy Down, and you will get right to the Stummy Down podcast. I will also echo Skinny's thanks. Thank you for checking us out. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the first 10 episodes. 
If this is your first time checking us out, go back and, and give us a listen. There's a lot of great music that we talk about, and hopefully you can laugh along with us or laugh at us if that might be the case. On behalf of all of us here at Stummy Down, I would also like to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you enjoy your holiday. It will be obviously very different for everybody. Make the best of it. Listen to some good music. Enjoy the family that you do get to have around you. Then don't forget, you've got that final Beacon Jams show on Friday. So once again, thanks so much from JW and Skinny. And we will see you the next time you need to get out of your shitty seats and down to the path. Take it easy, everybody. Mm-hmm.